Alright, ladies and gentlemen, it's time we're going to step in the ring with the greatest tag team in podcast history. Just Freaking Wrestling. The JFW Podcast. Hosted by Travis Steak. I'm Dizzle J. And we're back again this week with our 20th episode of uh, Just Freaking Wrestling. Yeah, 20 times we've come in here and 20 times we've laid it down. I know, right? I mean, like, it, it's... It's amazing how fast, like, this time has flown by. I mean, like, it feels like we just did, like, our 10th episode, like, not too long ago. I mean, it, it, what's crazy is I think the more and more we do it, the more and more it seems like we haven't been doing it that long. Because it's just becoming so natural now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I totally agree with you. And what's also weird is when you look at it, it's it's been, ten, okay, so it's been 10 episodes since we did our 10th episode. Right. But, I mean, it's also like we've missed a couple of weeks, you know, because of, you know, life, work, right. and shit like that. So it's been literally th- like almost three, four months since we did our 10th episode. Yeah, and I mean, in that time, we've gone to at least four or five shows, whether mm-hmm. it be one of us or both of us. Yep. And, you know, we did the lists for the 10th episode, which didn't go over very well in the 11th episode. Yeah, but and even finished them off in the 12th. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, but, we're not contracting yeah, anybody but ourselves. Not, right? Learning experiences, right? Learning so, experiences. But, no, I mean, I had fun doing the list. And, I mean, regardless of like, you know, if they went over or not, I, I think we're definitely going to do more of those in the future. I think maybe not a whole show's worth, but, you know, randomly stick them into a show. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, especially, like, with um with SummerSlam coming up uh, in two weeks here, we're definitely going to do a list, like, for that. So, yeah, same thing. You know, I I heard SummerSlam and I didn't it didn't sound wrong to me. You know, you know what's crazy is we were just talking about this before we started recording that this is the first time we're almost doing an entire show of WWE. Yeah, it, I mean it's almost been a good two months. It, it had to be because I I mean so the show that we're going to release today actually is going to be the rundown of the Powerhouse show. Right. The show before that was the commentary for the Powerhouse show. The show before that was the rundown of the previous Powerhouse show. And the show before that was the commentary of the first Powerhouse show. Yeah. And I think even before that, we did SCW. Right. So we're looking at almost a month and a half where like we stuck to indies, which is our overall goal here anyways. I mean, the indies is more fun because it's like it's harder to predict what's going to happen in mm-hmm. indie shows. Even yeah. though some of them we have followed pretty well and we know the character development and especially with SCW and Powerhouse, their character development has been pretty on point yep. as far as every show we've been to. How to, you know, we we've picked up the storylines just like with ease. Oh yeah, and and another thing that I love doing about, it, especially when it comes to the indie shows, is that when we're when we're able to talk about the indie shows, we're talking about like something we see in person. It's not something on TV that like we're kind of like just watching. Like we're actually there, and you always get a better reaction or better feeling when you see the you know the show live and the guys that they have i mean like they're amazing people we're able to talk to them like after the show oh, yeah. before the show and everything oh, which makes it you know watching their character grow that much better especially like when it comes to, like the profit right like, seeing we, him from the beginning exactly beginning. and that's and that's the that's more fun than you know talking about the wrestling and stuff like that uh the WWE side and everything but i mean it's still fun in the sense of doing it but i mean we Care to only do it when we don't have stuff like indies to talk about. And currently, we don't. I mean, we talked about SCW and Powerhouse uh, on our last episode. Right. Uh, we haven't been to a show, any other shows since last episode. So we don't really have anything coming up um, as far as, you know, a discussion wise, other than like, you know, we do have a couple of shows that are coming up in the area that we kind of discuss and, you know, kind of. I'm, we, 
you know, we we got what five five six different shows I believe that are coming up. One of them being what considering a bonus show from one of the companies. Yeah, so so Crash Test Wrestling, which is a show we haven't been to yet. Not yet. Which is weird because Markham isn't that far from us. We're looking at like a twenty minute drive. Well, I mean, maybe maybe November is the month we can go check check it out. Yeah, I mean, so they got they got two shows coming uh, coming in this month. They got one on uh, November twenty fifth, which is um, their their Thanksgiving. They're calling it Crash Givings. Crash Givings. So I mean, you got that one, you know, on the twenty fifth of November, and then they got one before that, which I think it was the seventeenth. November eleventh. November eleventh. They have uh, all or nothing. And what's awesome is that I mean, they're both at the, they're both at the same spot. The uh, you know the Rec Center uh, Civic Center in Markham. Again, it's only 20 minutes from us, so even if you live in the Kankiri, you're looking at a half-hour drive at the most. At the most. I mean, even though we've driven a couple, like, what, I think two hours at the most for some of these shows? Yeah. I mean, Pontiac takes about an hour and 20 minutes to get there from where we're located, and Valparaiso, I think, took us about an hour. So, I mean, even at that at that point, yeah, you're spending a little bit of money on gas, but we've wanted to go back to those shows, and those mm-hmm. shows are fun to go watch and see, and we don't know who LRP is, but... Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to look at it, and um, I mean, it's, it's an LRP network, so I mean, obviously, there's some kind of a business relationship there. I'm not too sure if I, I, I guess I, I really don't have an answer for what uh, LRP is because we we haven't really uh, contacted Crash Test Wrestling. No, yet. we haven't. So that's one we definitely have to look into. You know, hopefully, maybe we get one of our interns to do it. <laughs> <laughs> sure, surely. Well, right before Crash Test. November 10th, we have Rise 5, which is the all-female wrestling organization. Yeah, and when I and when I talked to them, like, because Rise is one of those uh, shows I, I really, really want to go see. But it's something different, because we don't see a whole lot of female wrestlers in, in, in the indie shows that we have been to. From, okay, so, from when I started going to indie shows when I was younger... I'm talking about like maybe seven, eight years old. So like within like the last twenty years of going to indie shows, I may have seen like three women's matches. I think two of them were from like a, a new breed wrestling alliance down in uh, Buckley. I think I saw two matches there, and then we saw the uh, triple threat women's match at uh, was it NX- NXW NXW in uh, Grand Park, right? Which was a great match. I mean that triple threat match was amazing. Yes. And it's just like, but yeah, I mean, it's very limited when it comes to women's wrestling um, in the indies. And it makes you wonder where all these companies are finding all these women wrestlers, and we we haven't seen them around anywhere. But there's this whole company rise. Who knows? Maybe they maybe they're the ones that feed the bigger market from rise and stuff like that. Yeah, it, and you you sit there when you look at like, um, <clears throat> excuse me, NXT WWE. Um, Ring of Honor, something like that. I mean, they have women wrestlers. Mm-hmm. You know, like I mean, like where are they finding them? I mean, like I get like a lot of them have to be like Florida, California, you know, the bigger areas. But you gotta assume like Chicago's got to have some kind of like women wrestlers oh, out yeah. there. You would, like, you would have to assume that because Chicago's been home to a bunch of legendary wrestlers mm-hmm. currently on WWE roster. Um, Kalisto is from Chicago. Is he? Yeah. He's, he's from Chicago. Really? I did not know that. Yeah. I, I was reading up on him the other day. It just happened to pop up in my news feed. And I was like, oh, I like Kalisto. You know, I'm, I'm a high flyer kind of guy. Reading up on him. And I was 
boy makes good from Chicago neighborhood. And I was like, oh, I won't, you know, name out his real name or anything like that. That was in the article because that's not what we do in this show. Yeah. One one thing when it, when it does come to like when they talk about like where a wrestler comes from is they and they mention Chicago and I get that but sometimes I mean it's like a it's like a south suburb town. I would wish I would wish it would like not so much and maybe they do it to you know protect them like you know maybe their families for people to like you know bother them about it. But I would like to know like is there wrestlers who come from like you know a town that's close to us who's not just Chicago. I think I'm even when I go traveling cross country though, and people ask me where I'm from, even though I'm 45 minutes away from Chicago, I tell them I'm from Chicago. Oh, I do too. Because it, it just it, Chicago just has that air of uh, you know, don't fuck with this guy. He's from Chicago type deal. Oh, I do it because if I tell somebody, oh yeah, I'm from like the Kankakee area, they really don't know Kankakee like they know Chicago, unless they've read like the top ten places not to live in Illinois. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there was a, but I mean, like one of the things is there's a, uh, I can't remember the baseball player's name, but uh, he's a, he's an outfielder for the New York Mets. He used to be on the Yankees. I can't remember his name, but I mean, they always tell him that he's like from Chicago. He's from Chicago, but he's really from Blue Island. Oh, nice. Yeah. So like, I was wondering, like, is there wrestlers out there that are kind of like that? I mean, like, is there somebody who like happened to have gone to my school by chance, you know, obviously years before me? That happened to be in you know WWE somewhere. I would love to know that. That'd be kind of crazy, wouldn't it? I know, right? All of a sudden, you're watching and be like, I know that little nerd. Yeah, right. It's like I would love that shit. That'd be awesome. But um, yeah, so I mean, Rise overall, Rise is one of the shows I really want to see. Being that it's a Friday, it's just not logical to make it there yet. But I think one day I'm going to be sick from work and make it to a show because I really want to go see the. Uh, I won't. I won't go to a new show without you. So, well, thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I mean, that one's uh, what was it? The eleventh, correct? November tenth to rise. Oh yeah, that's right. Because they do Fridays, and then the following Saturday, um, Crash Test is uh, on the eleventh, but also uh, Northern Light Wrestling. Northern Lights Wrestling, which we we've been to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Godly. Uh, we saw uh, Carpenter wrestle at Powerhouse uh, a right. couple weeks ago. And we're pretty sure that we saw very metal. Well, I'm pretty sure that we saw very metal Brennan Conway at the first Northern Lights show we went to. I, I think he was. I think he was in the opening match. I, I think so. I'm not. It's 100%. the denim jacket that like kind of right. sticks out in my head. Right, right. Um, but yeah, but uh, Carpenter and he Carpenter is the Northern Light Heavyweight Champion, and he's defending his title. As far as I know, no, he is. Oh, I no, looked no, it up. Yeah, oh, he looked it up. I saw the fire and everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, so <laughs> he is. He is the current champion. He is defending his title and everything. Look at you doing research and shit. Well, I mean, like, it, I mean, this it still pops up. I mean, granted, like, you know, we we're I'm still trying to figure out, like, you know, is there still a future in like a relationship wise with Northern Lights? So, I mean, I still keep updated on it and still involved in it as much as I can. But you know, again, you know, the balls in their court. They want you know, you know do I, more I, with us. I work I work with a couple of their uh, I don't know what you can call them stage hands or just fans of the show. Mm-hmm. So they they kind of keep me involved with what's going on. And like I said that. I knew Jack Carpenter at least was at one point the champion, but he mm-hmm. still is. So good for him, even though he was kind of douchey to us. He was douchey. He definitely was douchey. But, I mean, and that's, you know, amazing thing when it comes to wrestling. I mean, like, I mean, there are options for shows you go to. And if if Crash Test Wrestling and Markham is too far away from you because you do live in Kanki, you go to Godly instead, which is closer. It is closer. It's uh, I don't know how much closer. 
It's a decent little drive. For not us. not by much, but still. I mean, like because I want to actually. It might it might even be a similar distance. On I'm actually thinking more about it because Godley's out by Wilmington. Yeah, and I think Wilmington's like maybe a good like 15, 20 minutes from Kankakee. Yeah, it all depends which way you go. I guess so. Yeah, but I mean, so I guess overall there is options, but you know. In the end, that's what we're looking at. Like you don't like if you say like, "Oh, I want to go see an indie show, but I don't want to drive all the way up to Markham." I mean, if you're within minutes of Godley, you know why not check out Northern Lights out there? I mean, they did put on a good show, and oh, they yeah. had alcohol, and they had alcohol, they had alcohol. Um, but yeah, so I um, mean, following the next week and everything, you got a uh, South Pro uh, Southland Championship Wrestling, which is you know the home show. I don't I've, the home show. I guess that's where that's kind of where Just Freaking Wrestling kicked it off. Is it with SCW? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we call uh, SCW uh, the home of JFW. Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, who's, who's, who's going to tell us different? As long as, as, long as, as long as these guys don't listen to the show and beat us up on one of the shows, yeah. all right. Yeah, what we're going to do here again, instant message from uh, Andy Black. Yeah, well, I, doubt, <laughs> I doubt that. Pretty sure he faded away. Ah! See what I did there? See what I did I saw there? that. I saw that. <laughs> oh, man. Straight booter, bro. Whatever. Yeah, fuck him. But, yeah, November 17th, uh, SCW is going back to Shemance. One of our favorite places to yep. go. Um, again, sucks because this one's going to be on a Friday. So, not a huge fan of that. I, I'm very, I'm very, yeah, I, I know about it. it. You know, even my schedule is going to change, but I'll still have Fridays off. So, well, good for you. And I think what, what after that is Black Label Pro on December 1st in Crown Point, Indiana, which is another show that we have not talked checked out yet no and i i've actually heard like a lot of good things about black label pro um i mean doing so i mean other than valparaiso um the only other indiana show we went to was fire pro right so i mean this is this is definitely a different one this is in uh crown point Mm -hmm. which again isn't that far from us it's like maybe a 35 minute drive if that depending on traffic is obviously but um black label i mean like i've I've heard a lot of good things. I heard people say it's a great show to check out. I think Rikishi's been there before. Nice. So, that's definitely another one to check out. If it was on a Saturday. Because, again, this one's on a Friday. So, it's, I mean, at least, like, overall from looking at all these shows, the ones I could definitely make it to, it looks like it's going to be the crash test ones. It looks like both of those are on Saturdays. Well, I mean, I, I think we should uh, sit down and definitely make a plan then. Yeah, I, I'll reach out to them. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll send a little message to them and stuff saying, yeah, I don't want to beg, but please, 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 you know, kind of thing. <laughs> I don't want to beg, but here I am on my knees. <laughs> right? Just give me a little please. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, like, you're looking at an entire month-long uh, scheduling of pro wrestling. And this is just what we know of. Yeah, I mean, there's so much more out there. Um yeah, it's it's like an untapped uh, market. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, so I mean, there's more out there. I mean, I, I remember I saw like an advertisement come through Facebook about uh, midget wrestling in the in the area. Oh, I did see that. Right, I don't remember where that one was at, but I think I think that one's on actually like a Tuesday or Wednesday. Well, that's definitely not doable. Definitely, for me. no, I, yeah, definitely can't happen. But I mean, like, we'll I mean, promote the shit out of it though. <laughs> but I mean, that's not. I mean, like. There's so many out there, and to all of you who are listening, like if you know of a wrestling company that we haven't mentioned, it means that we don't know about it yet, so you need to tell us about it. Yeah, hit us up, Facebook, Twitter, Yahoo, 
I believe what we just did. We not just make the transition to YouTube now. Yeah, the shows are on YouTube. We're on YouTube now. I I had a, like a five minute conversation on my last podcast about that, about how I'm pissed off that I cannot get our show onto Google Play, but somehow I got it onto YouTube without even trying. <laughs> I, I didn't even know it was on there. Like I got a notification on my phone, which you could get the notifications if you subscribe to the uh, page. About, like, you know, like, your show has been uploaded to YouTube. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, okay, so the YouTube account got hacked. I mean, I had to because I didn't post anything to it. I, I mean. So I'm like, I mean, how did this happen? I click on the link and everything, and it showed up, and there it is, our show, you know, just playing through YouTube. And I'm looking at, like, how did this happen? What When I went on the Podbean, I found out that, I guess, a few weeks ago, I linked um, our YouTube page to it. I don't remember doing it, but I must have done it. So Good it, job, uh, drunk Travis. I know, right? So, uh, so our show automatically uploads to YouTube whenever we release a new show. Well, hot damn! I know. So, um, Geo, you want us to be on YouTube? Now we're on, we're YouTube. on YouTube. Yep. So the only place I'm missing now is Google Play. I gotta get that figured out. And after that, I mean, like, we will be able to be found anywhere on any device. We are slowly taking over the internet. Yes, that's the way I'm looking at it. Best, best way to look at it. Fuck them. Yeah. Yeah, and of course we can only make you know we can only take over the internet by the help of you guys by following us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, following us on uh, iTunes, uh, Podbean, now YouTube, and uh, just interacting with us. You know, send us an email, jfwpodcast.yahoo.com and stuff like that. Hell, my mom follows us on Podbean. That's right, she does. Dad didn't even know she knew what a Podbean was. Yeah, she's probably a huge fan of travesty. <laughs> you trade a travesty. You gotta be right. <laughs> Fuck this Dizzle J guy. <laughs> Sounds like an asshole. But yeah, I mean, Tyler. I mean, we're looking at. I mean, between between now and December first, we we know of six shows in the area, right. and it's within this area. You know, any one of them is within an hour drive of Kinky. That's why I was hoping that you know I'm, I'm going on my business trip next week, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, it's a Monday through Thursday trip. Yeah. I was hoping maybe a weekend and maybe I could hit maybe an independent show up in Minnesota. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Doesn't mean I won't be putting the name out there, though. I'm going to bring my business cards with me. <laughs> you know, some of these places you have that little thing where you post your business card on the little wall. Yeah. Let's fucking do it. Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah let's start uh, going uh, interstate. Yeah. Can't say international yet. We're working on it. I'll just, I'll just mail some of our cards to Canada randomly. It is just random sizes. Just random. <laughs> Look up some Canadian dresses. <laughs> oh shit, Jay! I forgot to ask uh, before uh, we started here, but how are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. You know, work and family, and this has been great. Yourself? I've been good. I've been good. Um, you know the. My favorite year, the uh, favorite time of the year, Halloween, uh, passed. Nice. So, you know, just moving on, getting ready for Thanksgiving and stuff like that. But, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, I've been good, you know. we plugging along, you know, with the other podcasts. And we got the season finale coming up soon. You know, we released the 100th episode of. Congratulations on the 100th episode. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, it's a great show. If you get an opportunity, I would recommend you checking it out. Uh, everyone out there, you can check it out, too. So, I mean, just been it's just been pretty good. It's been, it's been quiet. For the most part, but I mean, there are those certain things like the podcast and everything that kind of keep everything going. But other than that, I've been good. You know, just. I, I think doing stuff like this actually keeps you 
you know, it gives you a little something more to do with life because you don't know, obviously I have three kids and that, but this is like my thing. This is something I do for me that none of them are involved with and have nothing to do with. Absolutely. Except for that one show, we did get your youngest uh, in the background. Well, yeah, I didn't. I didn't edit that out. Fuck I it. screw it. Yeah, fuck it. We're 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 real blue collar people here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, and, and that's what I love about, you know, when it comes to, you know, podcasts and everything. Because, you know, I'm, you know, between you, between uh, Awkward Con and Geek Cash Show and everything, I mean, you all got, you know, girlfriends and wives and shit like that and fucking lives. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the show just went, took a know, right? turn for the depressing. I just, I just need a minute. <laughs> But I mean, and this—I mean, this is what this is what I get to do, you know. Like I get that extra time and shit like that, because and, and it work. I think it works out great for everyone, because I mean, like what it comes down to, like you know, you guys still get your extra time with the people you love, and with me and my sad and loneliness, you know, I can <laughs> spend more time focusing on the podcast. So it's a win-win for all you fucking happy guys. <laughs> You're the reason we chug along. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, yeah, I mean. I've been good. The podcast has been good and everything. You're our escape from our lives. That's right. That's right. I'm the I'm the single friend, you know? <laughs> Everyone needs that single friend. And I then... pretend I'm single sometimes. <laughs> and I wake up. And then I wake up. Oh shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna post all these uh we're gonna post all these events on our website. So if you guys ever need to find uh, all the information in one location. See it rhymed. It did. Nice. Um, all you gotta do is go to our website and, uh, they'll all be right there. So make sure you check that out. And also if you're a wrestler from the indie area and you're looking to get a bio out on the internet about yourselves, send us the information. We'll also post that on our uh, website because that's what we're trying to build there too. Which reminds me, we still got to do the about me section on the uh, website. The about us or? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm actually going to, I'm going to pull up our website mid show here. So we kind of get an idea of what our show has, and uh, I'll have to. <laughs> Apparently, we're unavailable. <laughs> well, no, that's a, that's actually my other website. I'm gonna have to look into that and why that's not working. So I'll get into that in a minute, but um, I'll pull up uh, our actual site. But yeah, I mean, we got this wonderful, awesome website uh, that's there for the listeners to use uh, at their convenience. I'm not sure that they'd really know it's there. I mean, a link to the website. We, 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 we do promote it quite often, though. We do. And the link to the website can be found on our Facebook page uh, right here. Oh. So, Isn't that convenient? It's very convenient. Look there at that. Go. It's right there. So we go That's to, classy right there. Yeah, so I'm not sure how long it's been, honestly, since I updated this. Okay, so... We got the uh, tonight's main event section where all the uh, updated uh, events will go. We got the tales of the tape, which are the bios of the wrestlers. Uh, I guess we can take this one down. <laughs> I didn't even know we promoted him like that. Yeah, yeah. We got Andy Black. We got Bane X. We got Eric Edwards and Paradox. So we can definitely get more as we uh, grow. Um, then we got the freaking club, which is a picture of us, and um, that's it. Yeah. So this is where the About Me goes that we had done. Oh. But the best part of this is all the way to the right on the Get on the Card link, which is the contact section of our website. 
Well, all I got to do is put in your name, your email, and a message, contact us, click submit. It'll go right to our email so we can reach them. Not only that, off to the left, we have a link to our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram, and our YouTube. Oh, it, man, we're, we are just all over the place. That's right. And when you go to our YouTube page, you click on videos. There are two most recent episodes, 17 and 18. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, hot damn. So this website is a convenient one-stop shop. For all. Man. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, dude. I know. I like the spooky uh, lettering. Right? I want to do something I want to do something different, something unique. And I like that this is... It, it, it kind of reminds me of like barbed wire. Kind of looks like our shirts. Yes. Our shirts that uh, a lot of people seem to like. Yeah. I've, I've heard many, many ask if they could get a shirt. Well, eventually, like when we become more popular and we get higher demand for the shirts, I think we definitely could um, look into uh, getting more of them. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe uh, selling them off, raffling them off, not giving them away, but you know, kind of make money. All three X's. <laughs> They're all three X. Three X plus. Three X plus. But beyond all the indie wrestling that is going on in the month of uh, November, every I mean. The one thing that is consistent over the last uh, 26 years has been WWE Survivor Series. Really? 26 years of Survivor Series? I believe so. I think last year was the 25th year where uh, Daniel Taker uh, took on Brock Lesnar. I think that's right. Wow. Yeah, so I believe this is the 26th year. This is probably the first year with less than uh, two Survivor Series actual matches on it, too. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm really excited. I see. I like some of it. I like I like when a pay per view has a specific match for that pay per view. Like when you got the Royal Rumble, you actually have the Royal Rumble match. When you get the Survivor Series, you have the Elimination match. Obviously, how to sound the Elimination Chamber pay per views, you know, have those type of matches. I like when when a match when a pay per view has like a signature match for it. Yeah, I mean, it, it just makes sense at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Money in the Bank. Um, that, that's the only one that you didn't mention. <laughs> Actually, there was one more. I was hoping you were going to mention oh. it. Think about it. War Games? War Games. Because WWE is bringing back War Games. But not only that, they're bringing back War Games for NXT. And I believe it's Adam Cole and his little group versus mm-hmm. Insanity. Yeah. Versus the Authors of Pain. Yeah, so, yeah, and we could actually, um, yeah, I can pull it up real quick for you here. Um, I'm a little behind on the NXT scene. Yeah, so, okay, so November 18th, uh, the Saturday before um, Survivor Series, which all NXT takeovers is always a Saturday before. And that's what I like about WWE, too, is like they kind of turned the pay-per-view weekend into, like, an actual weekend itself. It's like a weekend-long kind of thing. Like, almost like when you do WrestleMania, WrestleMania is a week-long when you do these WWE events now, now you got like, you know, Friday, I think always our meet and greet, Saturday's NXT, and then Sunday's a pay-per-view. But the War Games match um, for uh, NXT, which this is the first War Games match since 2000. Jeez. So, I mean, before this, WCW Monday Nitro, September 4th, 2000, their War Games was Team Russo, which was Kevin Nash, Jeff Jarrett, Scott Steiner, Vince Russo, and the Harris Brothers. They took on Sting, Goldberg, Booker T., and chronic. So, 
17 years in the making, this is finally back, and you got Sanity, which is Alexander Wolf, Eric Young, and Killian Dane, versus uh, the Undisputed Era, which is Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly, and they're taking on Authors of Pain uh, and Roderick Strong. So now you're, you're looking at a triple threat tag team war game, which if I remember correctly, and I didn't, I didn't do a lot of looking into uh, the war game history. Right. I think this is the first time it's not just a team on team, but it's actually like a triple threat tag team match. Hmm. Um, I know there have been, you know, tag team versus tag team. I think there's been like, you know, like um, a six man free for all. Yeah. Um, look at some of these names. I know, right? Like, you got Sting, El, Gig- El Gigante. Gigante, yeah, whatever. Barry Windham. Yep, the Yellow Dog. I don't know who the Yellow Dog I is. I have no idea. But, I mean, yeah, Cactus Jack, Kevin Sullivan, the one-man gang, Arn Anderson. Well, these are, I mean, you're talking, these are big names. Right before that, Sting, Ron Simmons. Mm-hmm. And when you look at it, so, the, I mean, the first War Games match was July 4th, 1987. That was the Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal. Um, Nikita Koloff, Dusty Rose, and Paul Ellering. So it's weird. I mean, like when you're looking at it, Paul Ellering was in the first and now four games, and now he's the manager now he's of the, manager the, the next, next one. one. Wow. Yeah. Um, and they took on the four horsemen, which were Flair, Anderson, Lex Luger, Tully Blanchard, and Dylan. Um, and uh, fuck it. I mean, it, I mean that was I mean that was the first one. I mean it's weird because I I think JJ Dylan and Paul Ellering. I don't think they were actually wrestlers in the match. I think they were just managers. I don't know. The way they got awarded, though, it looks like Ellering... I think... No, no, I'm saying I think there are managers who participated in it. I don't oh. think they're just being managed in it. But, I mean, like, from... and Well, let me give, let me give a quick, quick history. I'll go back to the history section here. And they're talking about... So, War Games was created by Dusty Rhodes, the late, great Dusty Rhodes, the American I mean, Dream. The man has created so much in wrestling. Yeah, and apparently this match was inspired by Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Love that movie. Never seen it. Really? I've seen the original Mad Max. I've never seen Beyond Thunderdome. Oh, man. Is Mel Gibson in that one, too? Yeah. Okay. Obviously, it's a sequel. It, it, I don't remember. It, it's some kind of... It, I don't remember which, which order they go in. I think there's two or three movies of the original Mad Max series. And I, would, I believe has Tina Turner is actually the main bad guy in that. Maybe I did see it then, because that does sound familiar. I, I recommend going back and watching it. I will. On your recommendation, I will. Yeah. Um, it was originally used as a specialty match for the Four Horsemen. So, I mean, like, you know, The Undertaker's got the Hell in a Cell. Mankind's got pretty much any hardcore match. Yeah, yeah I mean. Uh, this match was made for the Four Horsemen. Uh, the first war game match took place um, at the Omni in Atlanta during the NWA's Great American Bash in 87. Known as War Games The Match Beyond. Uh, let's see here. Um, so this is pre-WCW. This actually started with NWA. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, like, this is almost like three different wrestling companies that have had this match. You know, NWA went to WCW, went to WWE. Not to get off topic, but have you read about William Corgan reviving the NWA? You know, I think we talked about it personally. Uh, we never actually discussed it on the show. I, I haven't read too much into it, but I, you know, what I did read is he he wants to bring NWA back. I mean, I guess he's a, he's a huge wrestling fan, from mm-hmm. what I understand, which is shocking. 
Because, yeah. I mean, if you don't know who William Corgan is, he's Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins. Mm-hmm. Legendary band. Are they legendary? I consider them legendary. They were one of my favorite bands, so they're legendary. No, that, that makes more sense. I mean, like, if, if you're, I guess if you're not into that type of music, you can't really consider it. I mean, I guess some people consider Marilyn Manson legendary. Right. But I think the, these guys have so many records together and mm-hmm. have just been around since the 90s and were ahead of that, I don't know, they're not grunge, alternative scene. Okay. But that's that's how I view it. I mean... And he's from Chicago. I, I never, I never listened to Smashing Pumpkins. I don't, I don't know. I don't think I've, if I have heard a song by Smashing Pumpkins, I never knew it was by Smashing Pumpkins. Is it kind of like Counting Crows? Yeah. Is it kind of like Slipknot? It's like, like right in between right there. In, right in between there. It's Nirvana. Not as grungy as Nirvana. Not as Nirvana. You're talking like they do have their harder songs. They have their lighter songs. Have you ever seen? I believe it was. Either Batman and Robin or Batman Forever, they actually did two songs on both of the on that soundtrack. I'll play. I'll play one of the songs as a show here because I mean, like, I I'm pretty sure there's like, if I listened, it was probably like a very popular one or a very like society like driven one. But right. But anyways, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but he's, he's bringing the, he's trying to bring NWA back. Um, he did try to bring revive Impact Wrestling at one point in time. That relationship ended not so pleasantly from what I read. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm hoping because he's got, he's obviously got the money, but he's also a big fan. So I think I think that's like two of the things you need to run a company. You have to be a fan of what you're doing to actually put, you know, I don't know what, how to say it, you know, make it better. Yeah, like the Cubs. Okay, so when the Cubs got their new owners, the new owners were fucking baseball fans. Mm-hmm. So what happens? They pour all the money into it. Now the Cubs won the World Series last year. Almost went to the World Series this year. So it it just makes it a little more meaningful for the person that owns it. All right. What do you got here? <clears throat> all right. So uh, I'm just gonna read this straight off of Wikipedia. Uh, so this is where it's coming from. So if I'm wrong. It is Wikipedia. Yeah, fuck Wikipedia. Uh, on May 1st, 2017, it was reported Billy Corgan, singer of the Smashing Pumpkins, has agreed to purchase the NWA, including its name, rights, trademarks, and championship belts. The report was confirmed by the Tharp that same day. Whatever Tharp is. Uh, over the following weeks, the NWA trademarks were moved from Tharp's International Wrestling Corporation over to Corgan's Lighting One Inc. production company. According to multiple sources, as part of Corgan's acquisition of the NWA from Tharp, Corgan would be purchasing the name rights and trademark of NWA, along with the NWA uh, championship title belt. Tharp's stake in the NWA's on-demand VOD service and licensing of the Paul Bosch Wrestling Library. Corgan's ownership of the NWA took effect on October 1st, 2017. All licenses granted by Tharp to use the NWA brand expired the previous day, putting Corgan in complete control of both the brand and the championships. Corgan forms the organization's new leadership alongside Dave Lagana. The NWA championship continues to be competed for with the approval of the NWA. So is the NWA championship still out there? 
that's, that's if it is, and that's another thing that when it comes to like NWA, like you hear like NWA like everywhere, like NWA Mid South, NWA Mid Atlantic, and like it's. I really, I, I really don't know. I've never looked into like NWA, so I have no idea what's going on with it. I mean, that pretty much when I got into wrestling, NWA was, I believe, making the transition to WCCW mm-hmm. before it was WCW. So uh, no, I could be wrong. All right, so looking at current champions, you have the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, which went to Tim Storm. October 21st, 2016, he's held it for 378 days. NWA World Tag Team Champions were the Heat Seekers, June 17, 2017. NWA World Junior Heavyweight Championship went to Barrett Brown. NWA World Women Champion went to Jazz. I wonder if this is that the same Jazz from WWE? I don't know. Let me look real quick. Yes, it is. Oh, Jesus. <clears throat> yes, it is. The years have not been kind. Uh, that's, I'm pretty sure they mixed her and Dennis Rodman up. <laughs> uh, NWA North American Heavyweight Championship and an NWA National head, uh, Heavyweight Championship. So all, all these have been defended within the past two years. Yeah. Yeah, when you look at Jazz has been the women's champion in NWA for 413 days. She looks like she's been there for about 4,000. Yeah. Yeah. She looks like she was on the Pistons before they got... Sound with the bulls, <laughs> but man, that's pretty cool. I mean, like if NWA got uh, got uh, up and running again, that'd be awesome. But in your opinion, if you were to think about if the NWA got uh, got relaunched, where would they stand in comparison to WWE, Ring of Honor, TNA? I think. I mean, I'm hoping first of all that they launch out of Chicagoland. Just so we can go. <laughs> yeah. But, I, you know, I don't think you can just launch right into being, you know, right up there with WWE, let alone uh, Ring of Honor or Impact Wrestling. I mean, I guess Lucha Underground kind of did. They just kind of came out of nowhere, found themselves on TV, and then have been on for two or three seasons now. I, th- I think I think when I, I think when it comes to Lucha Underground, I think they're an exception to the rule just because even though they're a wrestling company, I think they're more like a television show. But yeah, but that, you know what that that's what really uh, caught my interest at first yeah. with them is because, like I told you before, it, it made you really it made you get in that uh, kayfabe mode where these guys are who they say they are. Mm-hmm. You know, you get Drago who comes out, has the dragon makeups, you know, fire blows up behind him. And it's just so gritty, and I just enjoy the hell out of it. I mean, I, I'm sure, I don't know how many times I've tried to shove it down your throat. So, the wrestling. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, NWA would be awesome. Um, I think if it does happen, I'm not too sure it happened in Chicago. Yeah, it's possible. Well, I'm, the only reason I think that is because Billy Corgan is from Chicago. He does reside in Chicago. But okay, so do you do you see it starting as like an indie, a Ring of Honor, an Impact? I, well, he owns his own production company, so okay. he can definitely start off more like indie slash Ring of Honor, to where the stuff can be recorded. But you're still going to get the I don't want to say low level action. Rookie action of maybe mm-hmm. 
you know, some of these guys who haven't been around for years, you know, haven't been around decades at a time. But I'm sure you're going to have those guys who have been around to come in and try to help out. Yeah, I hope he doesn't. I think um, I think having having it would be a a breath of fresh air, a change of pace, if you will. Right. Um, it's and it's like it's nothing against TNA, but they they went so far off course that it's it's not enjoyable. I mean, I tried watching like on demand, like older like episodes, and it's just not fun. Like ever since ever since Eric Young, Bobby Roode, AJ Styles, and all of them took off, it just, it just hasn't been the same. James Storm is about to leave from one of our... I saw that, too. And, like, I, I saw that uh, um, he could potentially come into WWE, which I think was the plan for him, like, two or three years ago mm-hmm. before he got a better offer from Impact and took it. So, I'm still waiting for uh, when Eric Young's going to make his debut. Now, does Eric Young come up with Sanity, or does he come up by himself and then bring Sanity when they're ready? I think I think it'd be I think it would be like what happened with Bray Wyatt. I think they would all come up together. You kind of have to unless unless Eric Young does like a face turn on Insanity or Sandy betrays him and he comes up. But I think Insanity would be great coming up together. I think that's what we're missing a lot of nowadays. Is like you don't really have factions. No, and that was always fun. Because you put the you know the Survivor Series matches where you know where you had Jerry the King Lawler and his midgets versus Doink the Clown and his midgets and that shit was fucking hilarious, or you had DX versus the Nation, whatever the case may be, you know the the Four Horsemen versus fucking everybody yeah <laughs> in any incarnation that they were, um, but now I think this year is the first year they have a women's Survivor Series match. Is it the first time? No, they they had one last year, but I think with and and again, this is just my opinion, and no disrespect to any women out there, but the match last year I don't think was as built up as it is this year because I don't think the women's division was where it is currently. I mean, like it was growing and everything, but I think I think what I think what women have done in WWE over this last year. Is more than what they have done in WWE for many years previous. It's just I think the growing over the last year really made a difference. So I think this year's is going to be <clears throat> more more enjoyable, more want to watch than what last year's was. And what's crazy is Alicia Fox has taken a step forward in this, being the Raw captain for the women's team. Which you know, me and my girlfriend are talking about it, and you know, she doesn't really care for Alicia Fox. But I was like, you know what? I fucking enjoy watching her. She's she's not like these other women anyway. She's batshit crazy and doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, plus she's been with the company for like a decade. Yeah, so. I mean, she's she's been champion. She's made herself relevant. I believe she's on. She either was or is on Total Divas. I think she still is. Which uh, they just started that up again. Yeah, my girlfriend made me watch the last uh, Total Bellas because that's where John. Yeah, I don't watch that. Proposes. I don't watch Total Bellas. No, I, no, I, no. I watch Total Divas because that's a little enjoyable because it's more than just the Bella Twins, right? Um, but think about it this way. Okay, so Alicia Fox is taking a step forward to become the captain of the Survivor Series team. 
Emma just stepped forward to take on Asuka. And look where she's at. Well, she's at nowhere now. Yeah. She's yeah. gone. Uh, Darren Young is gone. Darren Young is gone. And who else? They released somebody else, too. It was three people. Yeah. Who was it? Not Bob Backlund. I didn't see his name on the list. <laughs> um, oh, let's see. I'll take a look real quick. Yeah, I can't. Oh, who the fuck was it? Summer Rae. Summer Rae. Yeah. Which was fine. That, that was kind of shocking to me a little bit. Summer Rae? I mean, she's never very good in the ring. Personal, you know, per, you know, opinion. Yeah. But I always liked her as a valet or a manager. Because mm-hmm. she could run her mouth, no problem. Yeah, but she hasn't been on WWE in how long? That's true. And I forgot—I honestly, I forgot that she was on the uh, Indity. I completely forgot about that. But I mean, at the same time, also, uh, what I find interesting is uh, they are discussing Paige's return soon, and there's a possibility it looks like she, when she returns, she may return back down to NXT. Well, I mean, it. She probably should. With the way everything has gone for her, you know, I, I, granted, a lot of it's her own fault from what I'm reading. You know, if you get mixed up with the wrong person, or you just have a wild time in your life. We've all had wild time. Um, nope, sure. I mean, I, I, nope, I feel I'm, like I'm a good kid. Feel like you go to church way more than you go to the bar, <laughs> but you know, you, you've had those times in your life where you're not just doing shit right, and yeah, I think it'd be fair. For not only her, but for the rest of the women's division, to stick her on NXT and let her re-earn her stripes, kind of like Jeff Hardy did back in Impact Wrestling, after he had that ridiculously horrible pay-per-view match with Sting, and Sting just had to end it, where he was supposed to, he was, you know, Hardy was geared up to take the belt, become a fucked up to the ring on whatever the hell he was fucked up on. Yeah, and when he came back, nobody wanted nothing to do with him, so he had to start on a lower card and work his way back up, which I think is what Paige needs to do. Neville also inadvertently impacted the payroll as his release will be drawn out. McMahon is still a firm believer in the philosophy that dates back to Vince McMahon Sr. in the 1960s that decreed, we'll be done with you when we're done with you. See, Neville, to me, I always feel like they have forgotten about him. They gave him the Cruiserweight title for almost eight months, man. They gave him the... He he is so much better than just a Cruiserweight title. And I'm not trying to take anything away from the Cruiserweight title. But he should have been playing around with the big boys. He's quick, fast, and strong. Like heavyweight title? Yeah, why not? You give it to Rey Mysterio Jr. That's different. Oh, I'm sorry. So, So... Neville needs to have a friend die in order to get a belt? That was 10 years ago. Whatever. Ray Mysterio won it 10 years ago. After Eddie died. Yeah, if Neville was here 10 years ago, yeah, maybe. But when you look at WWE, there's so many top talents on there. It's like, how do you give it to Neville? Nothing against Neville, but WWE has so many different uh, top-name competitors that, like, I mean, they almost have more top-name comparisons than they do championships. Well, they definitely do. I mean, when you look at, like, I mean, I can see him being, like, an Intercontinental Champion for a time being. I think, I'm not saying that, you know, he'll peak out at that. 
But you could give him, you know, I can see Neville being an Intercontinental Champion. If you bring back the King of the Ring, I can see him winning the King of the Ring. Um, fuck, you could give him the World Rumble win. I don't know if he would have the ability to carry WWE the way WWE would want it. But I think that WWE is losing sight of, and this is this is just not opinion. This is their record, their attendance is down, mm-hmm. their ratings are down. That I, I don't don't know what the numbers are for the network, but I know Impact Wrestling and then they just released their own kind of WWE network, which is not secure, so I will not get it. It's legitimately you have to you can't just leave your credit card in there and have it retain payment. You have to go in every time and punch in because it's not a secure site. <laughs> so I, yeah, I read up on shit like this. If, I go, <laughs> if I'm going to go buy something, I need to know that yeah. Johnny Five Fingers is not spending my fucking paycheck. I'll get you. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I get, what, I get what you're saying. Like, you know, yeah, it's definitely wrong the fact that Brock Lesnar is so fucking champion. But would you make Neville champion over Braun Strowman? Or Finn Balor? Samoa Joe? Okay, but could you imagine a Finn Balor versus Neville match? I would hate t- it. Me me personally, I would hate it. That would be off the chain. Yeah, for some people. I I'm not I like I like power I like power wrestlers, man. That I mean it'd be a great match for some people. I wouldn't have any enjoyment in it. Because I don't see it being like like a consistent striking power move kind of match. Be a lot of drop kicks, fucking, uh, fucking hip tosses, chop blocks. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's not my kind of match. Maybe it's for you. Maybe you would enjoy a match like that. But I mean, you put Neville against Braun Strowman, and I'm gonna pick Braun Strowman to win, no matter what. No, no, not in a match, but per preference on champion. Would you enjoy seeing Neville as champion more than you would be seeing Braun Strowman as champion? I'm not saying a one on one match. A preference on who you see as being a champion. I, see, I definitely see Braun being a champion. I, I'll give you that. Maybe not a heavyweight champion, intercontinental, and U.S. champ. Definitely, definitely an intercontinental champion. I think if they gave him the intercontinental championship, I think it would push him more, and I think it would draw more to, you know, the house shows, uh, mid card wrestling shows, and so that once in a while throw him a main event and everything. Right? Hell, have him wrestle a fucking uh, two hundred five live with the intercontinental title. Why not? <clears throat> But I don't think with the way wrestling is right now in WWE that Neville would be a cash draw as a heavyweight champion. I mean, it still blows my mind that people are drawn to Brock Lesnar. I love Brock Lesnar. Just old Brock Lesnar. Yeah, you know, I like when my champion is there. And all credit due to Jinder Mahal, who is there at SmackDown Mm -hmm. every week. He takes on the competitors, takes on whoever, you know, obviously gets help from the Singh brothers, but Brock is like a, a circus attraction, you know? Only comes into town for a little bit of time, then goes right back. So Someone needs to step up and beat Brock, whether it be Finn Balor, Roman. Could you imagine the Shield with the heavyweight and the tag team titles? You want, want to put the title back on Roman? At least Roman's <laughs> there when he's not sick with meningitis. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, it would definitely be different. Um, I wouldn't give it back to Roman. I definitely wouldn't want it on Brock and no way in hell I'd put it back on Cena. 
But Finn Balor definitely deserves to have his title back. Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, um, Rollins, Ambrose. Shit, even Braun. Braun. Braun and Finn Balor are the top two people on Raw I would see being a champion. And when it comes to SmackDown, I'm always going to pick AJ Styles. I like AJ Styles. AJ Styles is probably one of the pure best athletes next to Finn Balor in WWE right now. It blows my mind that Mental Mary does not like AJ Styles. Every day. Blows my mind. I mean, who the, f- who the fuck picks John Cena over AJ Styles? And she goes, oh, he's sloppy. He's not sloppy. No. You know, I give all the credit in the world to John Cena for what he's done, what he's going to do, and everything like that. But John Cena was uh, a complete powerhouse. Yep. And developed himself over the course of years to what he is today. Mm-hmm. I give him credit every time he's left and come back and there's something new to his repertoire or anything like that. But <coughs> did, I, you, did you... Uh... You remember when he was doing like that springboard like stunner thing? Yeah. Fucking goofy. Well, how about the 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 flip pin? <laughs> the famous serve from the top rope? Yeah. But at least he tried to add something new. Where AJ Styles, I've been watching him since the days of TNA. Mm-hmm. You know, short hair, little Yep. Didn't have the tattoos and he was phenomenal then. Yeah. And he's just gotten better over the years. I just don't... I mean, I don't know if she hates him because I like him. It has to be. I mean, because I remember, like, like back when we used to watch the wrestling, and, like, Alicia was a huge Orton fan, and her and Alicia would always bicker about it. I think I think Liz just likes Cena because other people don't like Cena. It's not that I hate the guy. It's just as a wrestler, like, I've just... I've had enough of John Cena. Like, I'm glad that he's gone doing his other thing, you know, becoming, you know, whatever it is, you know, TV show host, movie star, whatever he wants to do. It gives him a break away from wrestling. And he's almost like, he's almost like a Brock Lesnar or a Rock thing. He, he's kind of like a nostalgia piece now when it comes to WWE. Bring him back once in a while and have a match. Not give him the main event of WrestleMania. Give him a match at WrestleMania, not the main event. Because the main event, it needs to be set and um, it needs to be preserved for current upcoming stars to get put over. Right. Um, okay. The other thing I love about AJ Styles, I don't mean to cut you off, no, but the other thing I love about AJ Styles is in an interview he had with Stone Cold Steve Austin on the Stone Cold Podcast, um, they were talking about his moveset and how he's doing all these moves and everything and how every time he goes out there and does a big match, there's always something different. And AJ goes on to say that, you know, he knows how to do all these different moves. He just doesn't do them every day. Because if he keeps doing the same move every day over and over, it's nothing special when he does it. Right. I mean, when he does matches, I mean, like, he does the 450 uh, springboard 450 splash. He doesn't do it every match, but he knows how to do it. You know, he doesn't do the style clash every time. I mean, most of his finishes are with the uh, springboard uh, forearm. Or the calf crusher. The calf crusher. I mean, like, I mean, he has these abilities to do all these uh, moves, you know, like the fireman carry into the, you know, the neck breaker. You know, like, he has these move sets. He doesn't use them every time. Because, like he says, you use it continuously, it's not special anymore. I, I can totally see that. And the one thing I will give John Cena credit for, though, is that when you put a belt on him or you make him a champion, he's there every week until he loses that championship. Mm-hmm. He, I believe he brought back the U.S. title. He made the U.S. title relevant again. Oh, yeah. 
And then AJ Styles did the same thing, and I'm hoping Baron Corbin can keep it going. Because I always remember the U.S. title as being on people, kind of like the Intercontinental title, you know? These are the workhorses of the WWE. You, you may not get the big title, but you're going to be... You're going to be this lower-level champion yeah. and just be freaking awesome. Yeah. It's basically a way of saying, like, hey, listen, we don't have an opportunity for you at, at the heavyweight title main eventing, but here's your – I don't want to call it a placeholder, but that's what it is. So you're eventually going to be a champion. Work as a U.S. champion. Work as an American champion. See how you do there, and we'll keep moving forward. Right. It keeps you relevant. It keeps you as, yes, a mid-carder, but a relevant mid-carder. I, I mean, there's a, to me right now. There's a whole lot of relevant mid carders, and there's a whole and there's a whole lot of main eventers. Yeah, and it, and we were talking before about you know there is rumor about ECW being revived, mm-hmm. and how we would card that out next week. I'm gonna make it not next week. We're going to create. The new ECW roster based on the wrestlers that are in that eight. Want to do that? Because that sounds like fun. Yeah, that sounds like fun. So we'll make a note for that. Um, if they do launch ECW, current NXTW stars, who would move to ECW? So I definitely want to do that before I forget. But yeah, well, I, I, I hope they do re, uh, reopen ECW. It gives but, a, but I want I want the ECW that it once was, not the ECW WWE. I want them, if they're going to make this show... I want, uh, you know, TV 14 for this show or something, you know, mature. Okay. Um, So, not so much ECW when ECW was ECW, but ECW as what WWE was in the Attitude Era. A little more to that fact, yeah. But, you know... Obviously, you're not going to let all these fans bring shit into yeah. the ring. And like like them... bra and panty matches, not crucifying Sandman. Yeah. You can't you can't crucify Sandman. <laughs> if the story goes that way, crucify <laughs> Sandman. But I would I would love that too. I, I mean, the biggest thing though is okay if they bring back ECW, it'll probably be on the WWE Network. It'll be a nostalgia thing like NXT and 205. Like if you want to see this, you have to get the network. What superstars are they going to pull off live television to be exclusively ECW? That doesn't have to be exclusively ECW. They, they're proving that with 205 Live by bringing them on to Raw. Yeah, but, I mean, 205 Live, okay, you have, like, what, like 16, 18 cruiserweights, whatever it is, 12, 14, whatever it is. Only two or four of them, or two, four, sometimes six of them wrestle on Raw. Out of the 16, that means you had 10 guys who aren't relevant on Raw that week. So who are you pulling off the main roster saying, hey, listen, you're still going to wrestle on Raw or SmackDown, but it's only going to be once a month. The rest of the time, you're going to be wrestling on the WWE Network. They're going to be watched only by people who own the uh, network and who only watch, you know. Okay, so what happens when Raw and SmackDown goes to just the network, which has been something that's been talked about? At that time, then it's then it's comparable and fine. Right now, you're pulling somebody off of live television and say, listen, we want to keep you in the business. We have a lot of high hopes for you, but we're going to move you to ECW on the WWE Network that airs Wednesday nights. You're still going to wrestle on SmackDown because I'm going to assume ECW, if they do do it, ECW is going to be exclusive to SmackDown and the Cruiserweights are to Raw. Or they're probably going to move the Cruiserweights to SmackDown and put ECW on to Raw 
if Raw's not making the uh, numbers and stuff because people want to see it. I think, I, think it, I think if you do it right, you get it, you know, you get the right people over there, you get the right chemistry going that wherever you put this show, it's going to make money. Yeah. Could, could you imagine? So ECW comes to town. 18 and over show. Say so the guys like us, that you know, the ones who grew up in the Attitude Era, the ones who can remember watching ECW on channel whatever fuck at three o'clock in the morning for an hour. I don't. I don't think WWE would ever do that though. It'd be nice. I don't, just, think, I don't this, think this is just perfect world scenario. Wish, wishful thinking. Kind wishful thinking. Yeah, in a perfect world, I think that'd be a great idea. Um, WWE, I think if they do launch ECW, I think it would just be the same exact ECW as they tried before that failed, because they want to keep the WWE Network stuff uh, available to all ages, you know. Um, if they do change, they become a little more hardcore, they need to go back to the Attitude Era type ECW, they need to give Paul Heyman control of it, because he's done it before. You know, the only thing that stopped Paul Heyman from making ECW more than what it is is he didn't have a great network to work off of. He didn't have the money to make the to make the show great. I think if you do make ECW again, you don't use the Jumbotron. You don't have the super elaborate fucking entrances that they have. I'm talking curtain and maybe a <laughs> runway. Maybe. Chain, chain link fence. Chain link fence. You know, whatever the case may be. It, it needs to have that grittiness to it, that feel. You know, not the nice, well, the, the padded thing can stay. I like that because they use it more often. The guardrail, the padded guardrail. Yes, you know, I would like the traditional guardrail. See, okay. For ECW, you got the traditional guardrail. Put mats on the floor, fine. Pat, but the padded guardrail, I mean, that's fine for WWE, Raw, SmackDown, NXT. But, nah, I mean, actually, I think NXT uses, like, the regular guardrails. Really? I, I haven't I really know. paid attention to that close. I really, I really haven't noticed it either, but I, me- I thought I remember seeing it somewhere. I could be completely wrong, uh, to be honest with you. I, but I thought I remember seeing it once. But if you do ECW, I would go regular guardrails. But that's all those guardrails are. I mean, the guardrails are around the ring at ECW, I mean, WWE. Those are regular guardrails with just padding slips right. over them. I mean, that's all it is. I think that would work out great for WWE to do something like that. Uh, put the regular guardrails, you know, do the entrance without the uh, Tron and all that shit. That's fine. Um, but Paul, you have to give Paul Heyman control of it because if anyone can make it work, it would be him. And at this time, I'm assuming if this does happen, Brock Lesnar will be gone again. I don't think he's going to be around too much longer. You know, put ECW, you know, over here, have Paul Heyman run and everything, have him do his thing, give him, you know, a stock of wrestlers who aren't so much on SmackDown and Raw that you want to see, you know, like Rhino and um, Heath Slater. You know, you could throw them on there. You know, you could put Bo Dallas on ECW and he could become, you know, a top name star that, you know, they wanted him to do that and he can never find. You know, you could put him over there. He can be ECW champion. He could be the, the Tommy Dreamer of what used to be. You know, not the hardcore guy, right. but the guy. You know, that could be the, you know, the Bo heart Dallas. Of ECW. Yeah, that could be Bo Dallas. You know, Curtis Axel and stuff like that. Those guys were, the Ascension could actually be a dominant tag team on ECW. Have them like be almost reborn into the ECW yeah. brand. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it. We're gonna do that next week. We're gonna create the ECW roster. We'll throw a bunch of wrestlers on there. You know, we'll, they'll get. We'll give them back the ECW heavyweight title, the television title, and the tag team titles. Um, 
ECW never had women titles, did they? Just had they had some women wrestling. You no, I don't remember that. very many women wrestling on ECW. No, I remember Miguel Cuddy and Don Marie. That's about it. But I don't know. But yeah, it's. I mean, I think that'd be some great to happen. Um, next week we'll we'll do the ECW uh, thing. Why the hell not? And also, uh, speaking of which, what we need to start doing. Um, we're actually coming up to the end of the year, which means starting in January, they're going to start announcing the Hall of Fame inductees. So we also work on our predictions for who we think we're going to go into the 2018 inductions. So, so we got to start doing that. So uh, so next week, let's plan to do the ECW roster. We'll plan to do the uh, uh, Survivor Series prediction matches because we should know by uh, next week who the actual um, – Teams are because right now we're looking at Raw has Braun Strowman and Kurt Angle, and SmackDown has Shane McMahon, Shinsuke Nakamura, Bobby Roode, and uh, Randy Orton. They they really don't SmackDown doesn't have a big guy like Braun. No, no. I mean the only the only guys I know are the well the Bludgeon Brothers. Which have you seen their uh, new attire? It's it's different. Yeah, it's not horrible, but it's. It's goofy 80s gimmick fucking, but anyways, so, yeah, so you got, uh, you got Randy Orton, Shane McMahon, Bobby Roode, Shinsuke Nakamura, so they need one more. I, I don't know who they're going to bring in. Uh, I, I, I'm even trying to think if there's anyone down in um, NXT that would become like a surprise entrant, you know, out of this. I don't. I don't think anybody in NXT <laughs> is at that. Well, I mean, McIntyre, I believe, can any come to the main roster at any point in time. Oh, yeah, McIntyre. McIntyre could, could come to, you know, Raw, you know, this week and get put into, like, an intercontinental title opportunity. It's I mean, funny to see how much he's grown since his first stint in WWE. Mm-hmm. But, anyway. No, absolutely. It's. I mean, he, he was incredible when he first got here. He just dropped off. And I don't know if it was something like it was a, an, an issue with the company that he lost his push or there was something with him personally, whatever it was. But I think the best thing that happened to him was him leaving, finding himself in, you know, TNA and coming back. I mean, he was, I believe he was all over. He just happened to land in TNA for the longest. Yeah. Which begs the question, do you think we'll ever get Cody Rhodes back? After watching some of the videos of what Cody Rhodes does, I don't think there's any, like, possibility for that anymore. He, he became very vocal since his... Since he's been gone, he and he is he is one of the most popular and top paid uh, wrestlers in the business. As not in the day, right? I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that there will be an agreement with WWE and him anymore. I think they have a better chance against CM Punk back. <laughs> Ooh, maybe CM Punk will be number five on Team SmackDown. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so you got you got two guys on Raw that we know of, four guys on SmackDown we know of. So there's three more openings on Raw. One more opening on SmackDown. If you had to guess, like, if you had to fill these spots, who do you think is going to go in there? As far as Raw? Yeah, as far as Raw. Well, and SmackDown one too. Well, obviously, I think I had that, you know, Roman's probably going to be one of these guys, you know, if he's better. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing, uh, what are we talking about, Balor? Yeah, I mean, they, I mean the, the main options are Roman, Balor, Bray Wyatt, and Samoa Joe. The four that I get there, I'd have to go Balor, Roman, and Joe. Yeah, I I would definitely go Samoa Joe. 
Um, Finn Balor would have to be uh, an option in there. I, yeah, I'm, I want I want to say Roman. I, I'll probably agree with you with being Roman just because I think if it is that way, I think uh, Bray Wyatt comes back and costs Finn Balor the match. If Finn Balor's the, I'm gonna tell you this right now. This is this, <laughs> uh, this is what I'm predicting. This is where we're going. Huh? If Finn Balor is the sole survivor of the match, if he's the last one on Team Raw, Bray Wyatt will come out and cost him the match. His sister Abigail. I will call it. I will call it. But no, I, yeah, I think I think Roman, Samoa Joe, and uh, Finn Balor. I think those are probably the top three choices currently. Um, what about SmackDown? So we got one more to fill. Yeah. If, if I had to guess, um, so Jinder Mahal and AJ Styles are facing each other for the championship on Tuesday. I'm going to assume Jinder's going to win that match. If it is, I think AJ will be that fifth member on yeah, the Yeah, you know Spencers. what? It, as long, whoever loses that match is going to be the fifth member. Yeah, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be an AJ Styles. I mean, as much as I think an AJ Styles Brock Lesnar match would be great, unless Mahal is injured and no one's saying anything, I don't see him losing the title on Tuesday Night SmackDown. No. I mean, it'd be surprising, and it has happened in the past, but like I said, unless Mahal is injured, I don't see him losing the title. I don't, you know, I, I think AJ would end up being on the uh, SmackDown team. It looks like the team women's Raws needs three more members, too. Yeah, well, who do they got? So they got Alicia, Naya, they're looking for three more, and then SmackDown's got Becky, Charlotte, Naomi, Tamina, and Kelsey. They got a full team on SmackDown. So, yeah, so, I mean, Raw's got to be, I mean, that has to be As- Asuka. Asuka, maybe Mickey James, and, uh, or Bailey and Sasha. Asuka, Bailey, and Sasha. I feel like somehow you're going to get Bailey shoved down our throats, so. Yeah, it'll happen. And, uh, what's also weird, like, I'm looking at this, and it's probably just not mentioned yet, because, I mean, we are still two weeks out, obviously. Right, right, right. Um,. I, I don't know the pre-card matches, or the pre-show matches, but it looks like Enzo and Kalisto are going to have a Drew Time match on the actual event. Because right now, so right now, okay, so we have the Universal Champion, Brock Lesnar, taking on WWE Champion, Jinder Mahal, Women's Champion, Aliska Bliss, tasting, taking on SmackDown Champion, uh, Natalia, Raw Tag Team Champions, Dean and Seth Rollins, and Shield, taking on uh, SmackDown Champions, The Usos, or Sean Berger and Chad Gable. Because uh, they're going to have a title match, uh, I this think, Tuesday. this Tuesday as well. Intercontinental Champion, The Miz, uh, with The Miz Taraj, taking on uh, Baron Corbin, the U.S. Champion of SmackDown. And then, of course, we got the two uh, Survivor Series matches, and then, like I mentioned, Enzo and Cleese over the Cruiserweight title. So, I mean, it's a great match. I mean, it's a great card so far and everything. It has the potential to be a great card. Yeah. Hopefully nothing changes, but maybe we'll see. I'm hoping that this leads to another uh, Kurt Angle versus Shane McMahon match. But I don't know if they're going to make any glass walls from the go-through. Yeah, you know, I was actually, um, I, I saw on YouTube, they actually talked about that match. Like, they actually were having a discussion about how they both got injured in that match. Yeah. Like, a suplex Shane did to Kurt Angle, busted up his tailbone, and... When Kurt wanted to go throw him the first time through the glass, and it, just, it didn't break, he just slid down and dropped head first. Man, brutal. But, oh, also, uh, real quick before we uh, end here, 
Uh, starting next week, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do a new segment on the show where Dizzle J is going to be recommending uh, wrestling matches for you to watch. So, pick some right, 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 right. So, I'm uh, pick some shitty ones. It's just that you're going like, what the hey, fuck just, is this? Yeah, just yeah, just pick a recommendation. You know, like, yeah, I'll, I'll pick them for various reasons. Yeah, you know, yeah, whatever. I mean, you know, Survivor Series coming up, Survivor Series match, you know, whatever you want to do. It's like you know, like if you. He'll think of he'll think of a match and he'll just recommend it for you guys to go and check it out. Oh, see, um, if we're gonna do it, that Doink and his crew versus the King and his crew—that's the first Dizzle pick for the really, Survivor you Series. You really want the first Dizzle pick? It doesn't matter. This shit's gonna be hilarious. Oh my god. Okay. Um. Yeah. So we're getting towards the end of the show. Uh, make sure you check out our website for the upcoming events and everything that are coming out uh, in the area, and. Um, Get involved with us, you know, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter just by searching Just Freaking Wrestling. Go to our uh, website where you can find the links to all those. And, of course, you can check out this show on YouTube, uh, Podbean, and iTunes. Hopefully Google Play soon. Um, You got anything else? Nope. I think it's time to ring the bell on this episode. Perfect. As always, I am Travis Team. I'm Dizzle J. Thank you for listening to another episode of Just Freaking Wrestling, the JFW Podcast. Peace.